Hi, this is Tim Krolski. Most people might think they know what goes on in the life of a truck driver, but we thought it was time to understand the person that operates the truck, to find what actually drives them, and what really goes on before and after the brakes get set. Welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. I'm your host, Tim Krolski, and today I have with us Ren Solo. Uh, I want to welcome you to the show for a lot of different reasons, um, but probably the biggest reason is you are going to be my first um, rookie driver. All right. Uh, so from from my perspective, uh, you know, the folks that I've talked to to this point have all been seasoned drivers, several years, you know, trainers, seasoned veterans. And um, I'm very excited today to kind of get your perspective and get some thoughts as far as where you come from with with how you got to trucking and and uh, how things have been going and and uh, we'll learn a little bit about you today as well you're originally from Toledo Ohio or is that where you're that's where you're located now nope uh, born and raised in good old Toledo <laughs> okay so schooling in Toledo and and yep. uh, mm-hmm. um, I assume uh, what high school did you go to over there uh, I actually went to high school in Oregon. Uh, it's called Cardinal Stretch yeah. High School. Yeah. yeah. I actually, we lived, um, uh, my wife and I lived uh, outside of Perrysburg for a number of years. Okay. Towards, over towards uh, Stony Ridge, Ohio. Okay, and, cool. And uh, so Oregon was part of our regular stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. So nice community there. Oh, yeah. It's it's a nice little town. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they seem to have it together anyway. Right. Um, any uh, special interest for you going to school? Um. I was in the marching band. Um, so was I. Oh, yeah? What'd mm-hmm. you play? Uh, I'm a drummer. Me too. Yeah. All yeah. right. Do you have a uh, snare drummer or cymbals or uh, tenors? Quads? Is that Quads, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's yeah. where I ended. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I I already I'm learning something new. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I actually I learned the same thing about our CEO, Sherry. Um, yep. She was in the Ohio State Marching Band yep. and did the same thing, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, she used to, I, I think some, I don't know if they still hang or not. She had some pictures of her uh, from Ohio State. Oh, uh, yeah. Marching Band, yeah. Do you see some good shots that they, they probably do a really good job in college, I would imagine, with uh, photography and those sorts of things, right. capturing those moments, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, from that perspective, being in uh, in a marching band, there's um, it's difficult enough to play, uh, mm-hmm. and it gets even more difficult than when you have to learn to, to move this way as you're playing this and getting, right. hitting cues and those types of things. It's very... Very can be very challenging. I don't think a lot of people really know that. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely um, a lot of multitasking. Yeah. You know, so do you still play or? No, no. Um, I kind of I had a drum set for a little while, but now my sister has it. Actually, she's also a tenor player really? in uh, her high school marching band, and okay. my other sister plays the trumpet. So. Okay. Yeah. So you got a, you've got a musical background. Yeah. Yeah. So is there, uh, what are you a fan of? What do you, what do you like to listen to? Um, I'm a really big metal head. Okay. <laughs> I love any kind of, any kind of heavy metal. Um, my favorite band is Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Um, I actually have a tattoo of them on my arm right here. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for my kids, I probably wouldn't know as much as I do. I own probably four or five of their albums. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan as well. Very I, cool. Yeah. You gotta, in the world of music, you gotta stretch a little bit and there's a, there's a lot of great bands out there. They lost their drummer. Um, the Rev. Yeah. Uh, a little yeah. too young. 
R.I.P. the Rev. Yeah, he was a he was a good well, guy. Well, they found a suitable replacement for him for at oh, least yeah. one album, and the albums since have have not been that bad either. So, right, but, right. Uh, uh, putting Mike Portnoy from from Dream Theater in charge of mm-hmm. uh, the drum section there was a good plan for Nightmare. Yeah, and, that was definitely a good decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool. We'll have to chat more about music maybe offline today. Definitely. <laughs> so, after high school, where where'd you head? Um, I went to um, Bowling Green um, State University. No kidding. Right after high school, yeah. Um, lasted about two semesters there, and it just really wasn't my thing. Um, which kind of ultimately that plus working, you know, every other job I've had up until now has been crappy retail food service jobs and which that actually ultimately led me to trucking because I was just like tired of all the stress and you know not making any sort of money to be able to support myself so uh, I had a friend of mine that actually um she she kind of gave me the idea she just one day was just like hey have you ever thought about truck driving I heard they make good money and you know I'm very much an introvert Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, most of the time, if I can go all oh, 24 hours without speaking to another human being, I'm I'm totally You're okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. Would, I would not have guessed that about you. Really? Yeah, I would not have guessed a that A lot of people you. say that. I guess I'm a very extroverted introvert. Introvert, there you like, go. Like, I'm... I'm You're complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm friendly. You know, I can be I can be charismatic. And, you know, I do enjoy talking to people, but... But you can also do without them. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. At the, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. That, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so that really kind of makes that transition to the trucking world work for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I will say that um, I think I can probably be both as well. I'm mm-hmm. good with people and I'm good by myself. I absolutely agree with that statement and, and, and understand your perspective with that. Yeah. It definitely gives you a chance behind the wheel to, you know, kind of be at, at peace with your own thoughts. And that, that was always one of the attractive pieces for me about mm-hmm. trucking in general is that I had this time to myself that I could reflect on my own things, solve my own problems, um, listen to music, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, just enjoy the enjoy the trip. You know, that's, that's uh, I think, key to being successful in, in, in trucking in the first place. Definitely. I definitely agree. So... You know, again, you started with us back in May of this year, mm-hmm. right? So, again, very fresh. Yes. At this point, you've you've cut your teeth a little bit. There's been, I'm sure, some sort of mistakes. Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure that there's been some mistakes. Oh, there've been plenty. Yeah. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to someone? At, you know, at this point, knowing what you know, uh, that that wants to enter into trucking, what what would you say to that individual? Um. Well. I guess if there's anybody listening who's thinking about it, definitely do it because I think it's awesome and I I'm I'm loving it and you know I'm for the first time I finally have a good job where I'm making good money I got good benefits and it's just solid and you know that's just a really um, really nice feeling to it just I feel secure okay. I guess in my future. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Finally, at 28 years old, yeah. you know. Well, I think I think what's interesting about the profession itself is that people don't realize how secure an industry yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Probably because most of us take for granted how the the food gets to the shelves, how you know we we get our products, where our gasoline, our, mm-hmm. our cars, you know, everything that we own or buy or or repeat buy, it all comes from a truck at some point in time. Yep. Um, and that is. Uh, that's job security right there. It definitely is, yeah. Especially at a time like this where uh, a lot of things are, you know, because of COVID, um, being shut down or have limited hours and stuff like that. You know, the trucking trucking industry is still, still going strong, you know. Well, and that's interesting that you bring that up because I had uh, had a conversation with, with another one of our drivers, and we talked a little bit about um, trucking during during the time of COVID and, and um I always try to find kind of those silver linings with with things, and I know from from an organizational standpoint where it's it's helped us and is strengthening how we communicate, um, how many different ways we can communicate things, um, learning to live with not getting into a boardroom for a meeting, mm-hmm. um, and and doing things kind of separately but together. And I think there's something to be said for that because you need to be able to be pretty mobile in any mm-hmm. environment, let alone an environment that none of us have really dreamt of or, or are comfortable with. What's your perspective on uh, trucking during this time and trucking with, with COVID being, you know, kind of that ever-present force? And, of course, you not, not only got that, you've got, you know, kind of the weight of the world right now with uh, some of the tragedies that have befallen the nation and, mm-hmm. and, and certain people and um all of this is kind of culminating together. It's all kind of in this brew, you know, for the United States at this point. What what uh, what are your thoughts on those items? Um, well, it's kind of hard to say because I kind of was, you know, my whole trucking career was kind of born in the middle of all this. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. you know, I you know, like I, you said I started in May and that was kind of when um COVID was really really getting bad. Mm-hmm. And um you know, it's kind of just been around the whole time that so I've been... So you're used to it, is what you're Yeah, saying. I don't really know anything else, really. So yeah. uh, I don't really, I guess, have a good perspective on what it was like before. Right. Well, that's fair. That's very fair. I, I guess I just wonder from your standpoint, um, uh, I know that, you know, the the effects of that particular disease for um, the aged is is mm-hmm. a, a little more scary maybe than for someone who's in their 20s mm-hmm. and um uh you certainly were living before covid and you weren't wearing a mask you know a year right, ago and right. those types of things um i know that uh, the one of the other drivers that i had spoke with about it the perspective from him was that uh it's made job the job a little bit easier because there's a lot less hassle people don't want to be in contact with mm-hmm. with each other so paperwork's going into the back of the trailer and you're in and you're out a lot of these yeah. locations versus um kind of the way things used to be where you could get tied up for quite a long time not that there's not the tension in those types of problems mm-hmm. but i just wonder i just wonder how what your perceptions are with I guess relative to the disease itself, relative to how your behaviors are and, and what you do, not only with work but in your free time. Are, are you? You mentioned you're an introvert, so mm-hmm. are you holing up at home on the on the on the weekends or on your days off? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I spend a lot of time playing video games. I'm a big gamer. Okay. Um, but when I, you know, when I do go out, I always wear a mask. You know, I have my hand sanitizer in my car. Um, 
you know, like you said, the for young people like me, I guess it's not as big of a worry because, you know, I know I'm young and I'm healthy. And if I do somehow get it, you know, I feel like I could fight it off. Sure. Which have, I've heard a lot of stories of people my age or even a little bit older, a little bit younger who have gotten it and they just had mild symptoms. Right. Um, but really my biggest worry is like spreading it to other people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's, I think legitimately that's a lot of mm-hmm. people's real concern with it. It may not be that the impact of it for a 20 something or even a 40 something may not be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do once you've, <laughs> once you've got, you don't want to pass it to someone. Right. Else, definitely. You know, definitely don't. You love and, and meet and see. Um, if, in 150 years, when all is done with with your life, and you've got a book that was written uh, about your experiences in your life, what would the title of that book be? You know, I was reading over this question last night and really just thinking about it. And um, I guess I think that the title I think I was able to come up with was, um, you know, it would obviously be, it'd be Ren Solo. The human form of the 100 emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you better give me the blurb for that book then. What, what's it say on the back? Uh, uh, YOLO. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I don't know. just one set of letters is all you need yeah yeah well, pretty much I, you know that's not a bad philosophy to live by is it no it's I, not i'm a firm believer that uh not maybe so much in the yes man you know type mm-hmm. type world but um I, just a short story i several years back uh, i had a friend of mine we were taking a trip out west and uh, he was insistent that he needed to get to the Hoover Dam and he wanted to see the Hoover Dam and this this thing had to get done. And I'm thinking out of this whole trip, we're going to Las Vegas. It's mm-hmm. my first time out there. I want to check everything out and I don't want to go see a dam. I don't care about that. <laughs> and uh, so we went, we took the trip and um, I will say that I'm so glad that I did that and, and saw this feat of humanity that we constructed this mega dam it's mm-hmm. and and to this day it's overwhelming for me to even think about how the, the, the massive nature of this and so from my perspective it was just really interesting to um have done something that i hadn't wanted to do and hadn't done before so anytime an opportunity presents itself since that time for me it's been um hoover dam that's what i say to myself and yeah. we go and we do whatever that might be because um, you just never know. So mm-hmm. kind of in that same vein as, as the YOLO, yeah, I mean, you really you only live once. So right. what opportunities can you take advantage of? What would you say at this point has been your biggest YOLO moment? Um, Drive a truck? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, it's def- that's definitely a good one. Um, trying to think. Um I guess the 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 thing that really first comes to mind is, um, you know, about going growing up in Toledo. I've spent most of my summers going to Cedar Point at least once. Yeah, and, almost to the um, point where you take it for granted, right? Right, right. And um, I guess the the moment I finally decided, because um, for a while I kind of stuck to like the smaller coasters and you know some of the smaller rides and was kind of scared to get on like the big ones like the millennium force or the the top thrill dragster and all that so one time i finally decided you know what 
I'm going to do it. Let's go. Let's get, let's get out of the Millennium Try Force. It out. Let's, yeah. Let's make it happen. Yep. And it, it's actually, it is one my all time favorite ride now. I, I think the thrill of Coast, and, you know, for those of us who have been fortunate enough to grow up anywhere near mm-hmm. um, Cedar Point, and for those that don't know that are listening, that's the place that you really do have to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of coasters, one of the best in the country that you're ever going to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Lorain, Ohio, and I was really literally about 20, 25 minutes away. Oh, from, cool. You know, so it's the same thing. It's like you, you kind of take it for granted a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but you had to work up the the nerve to get on some of those larger coasters for the first time is a very big deal, especially if you're afraid of heights. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something I deal with. Um, I still don't really like going on the power tower. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like the sensation of going, just dropping straight down. (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. I've been on it maybe once or twice and I've hated it every time, but, uh, you know, the coasters and everything. I did it, yeah, and it was, you know, it, it was not a good time. I didn't enjoy it, but the coasters, especially Millennium Force, I think that will forever be my all-time favorite ride. I love it. There is, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to recall the name of it because there was a coaster in um, Kings Island mm-hmm. uh, down in Cincinnati that I rode called, I think it's called the Diamondback. And shame on me because the story is predicated, or not predicated, but is, is finished by the fact that this roller coaster was so awesome to me that I had to buy, I had to own the hat. Yeah. And to this day, I actually still have the hat from that coaster, one of my favorite hats. But uh, cool. the, the first hill for that is literally is, uh, I think it was 85, 90 degrees Ooh. down. So I mean, when you when you crest that first hill, it's it's terrifying. You look oh, yeah. like you're just gonna shoot straight down into the ground. Yep, curse yeah. flat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, what would you say is your favorite word? Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's find the alternative the alternative uh, uh, to the cuss word, whatever that might be. I okay, think we'll get the reference. Okay. Um, I mean, if I'm being like perfectly honest, besides swear words, um, I really like the word facetious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably, I would say, my favorite word. Okay. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what that means, or if you don't, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just, I think I like it because it describes me. Okay. You know, it's just um, someone who is facetious or someone who is being facetious is just someone that's not really taking anything seriously. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of always like joking around. Well, and, yeah, you know. there's another term for that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, not, not that I don't take things seriously, but and I, I do, but only to a certain extent. I'd rather exist with a smile on my face. Exactly. Exactly. The yep. world is... Uh, already a serious enough place to yeah. really they don't need me being serious right 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 to be you can't be super serious all the time yeah i think that's well put i really do so if you had a superpower what would that be i'd have to go with teleportation that's a good one yeah just to be able to go like you know right now i after we're done if i could teleport i'd just go to like i don't know niagara falls <laughs> That's actually where, that's funny that you say that, because that's where I'm headed 
I know. That's oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking more just like. Just imagine the money you could make as a truck driver if you could just teleport from. Right. Take the whole truck with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, we need to figure out how we get that done. Right. What do you think at this point um, is easy about trucking? Um, I guess not like easy, easy, but easier. Um, I was actually, I had a really funny conversation with Emma uh yesterday because she had told me once before that she had this problem where you know if it was a really tight space that she had to back into you know she could do it just fine but then all of a sudden if she had like plenty of space it just was hard i will tell you that's this that is absolutely the truth i've said that to many drivers over the years you can you can you can put me box me in to where I can barely get the truck maneuvered. I'll get it in there every time. Mm-hmm. Give me a football field. There's no way I can back it in the door. Right, right, exactly. And I've I've noticed I've been struggling with that. Um, you know, just just last last night or you no, know, the night before. Um, you know, the place that I was delivering to it was a pretty tight space, but you know, got it in there probably in about five ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all good. And then that same night, I'm, like, pulling into this Flying J to stop for the night, and this Flying J was massive. I had all kinds of space, and it took me, like, 20 minutes. Can't find your way. No, and I had to have a conversation with myself, like, Ren, what are you doing? This is not that hard. (laughs) Like, look at all this space you have. This is not rocket science, but I cannot get this truck where it's supposed to be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's it's an amazing phenomenon, Mm -hmm. and I, I... if I understood it and we could harness how to eliminate that from a truck driver's life, I would absolutely do that. And I think right. I'd probably worth, be worth millions at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, there is something to be said about, you know, the more space you have, the more opportunity it gives you to kind of screw things up. And mm-hmm. when you're more confined, you know that you have these limitations and that if you're going to do the job well and do it safely, you're going to take your time with it, get everything right. set up just right, and, and get the job done. It's, it's, it is it's pretty interesting. We we talked a little bit uh, earlier about, you know, kind of taking that time for yourself while you're out on the road. What uh, what do you spend your time thinking about? What do you spend your time doing while you're, while you're driving when you're out? Um, well, recently I've actually gotten into uh, podcasts. Um, mm. I'm That's a, convenient. Right. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of um, ancient history and, you know, ancient mythology. And so I've had found some podcasts on those subjects. And, um, you know, they they are just usually, not all of them, but most of the ones I listen to are kind of boozy podcasts. Okay. You know, they'll yep. uh, pair a cocktail with whatever subjects they're genius. talking about. That's yeah. genius. Oh, yeah. It's great. And so while they're talking, telling these stories of like ancient history, ancient mythology, they're, you know, having some drinks, they get silly, um, things kind of get off the rails sometimes and it's just really entertaining. You know, a lot of times I will, you know, I've been, a lot of the runs I've been getting lately, I don't know if this is on purpose or not. I'd have to ask it's dispatch, not. but it's not. whatever it is, it's I can already attest. Okay. <laughs> I just, I seem to always be going back and forth from here in Ohio to New York. Okay. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is day three for me on my four days and I've You've spent my entire three days in New York, in New York. Yeah. And now I'm going back today. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, the good news is it's not the city. It's nowhere near the city. No, New York. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Um, 
Gosh, I can't even imagine That's what a whole other truck drivers in- have to deal with in New York City yeah. or Chicago or... Yeah. I, I get stressed out driving through Indianapolis. Right. <laughs> um, I think that in Detroit, I had to drive through Detroit one time during training, and it was the most stressed out I think I've ever been. Really? I don't know what it is about Detroit drivers, mm-hmm. but they just don't seem to have a care in the world about well, that anything true. that's going on around them. And, oh, my God. Don't was, you find that by state, though, there's there's some differences in, in – the general way that people drive. Yes. I, I have those observations too. So I'm just oh, curious yeah. if I if there's anyone else that feels that way. Oh, definitely. They actually the one that I noticed that I've never noticed before until I became a truck driver, especially being born and raised in Ohio, mm-hmm. is Ohio drivers. It I always seem to get stuck behind like, you know, our trucks were governed at sixty five. Right. Right. And so, especially here in Finley, the speed limit on 75 goes up to 70. Right. So, speed limit 70, I'm governed at 65. I seem to always get stuck behind a four-wheeler in the right lane that's going 60. <laughs> then you've got to attempt to pass. Yeah. Yeah. And it just happens all the time, and it's always in Ohio. And I just don't understand what is with Ohio drivers. Are we just not in a hurry? I don't. I, I don't know what that is. I I've noticed that uh, a, a lot of Pennsylvania drivers. I think, and it's probably because of the hills, so mm-hmm. those behaviors are a little different. That you will find that they are um, moving uphill quick mm-hmm. and coming downhill slowly. So if you're in a truck <laughs> it's, where gravity really starts to take yeah. over. And, you know, even without exceeding the speed limit, you'll you'll notice these situations where if the if the at the time I was driving truck, it was 65, I think, for for cars Mm -hmm. and um, trucks in PA, I think, had the same. We could drive the same speed, but you you go go up the hill, you know, just trying to work it and and uh, everybody's passing by you even mm-hmm. if you're at 65 they're doing much faster and oh then yeah that same car you would find on the other side of the hill doing less than 65 as you're just trying to you know yep. maintain a little bit i've definitely noticed that in pennsylvania like you said yep. that yeah that too yep and i i would say yeah michigan drivers like there's two types of michigan drivers yeah. there's there are the drivers that typically i don't know if it's uh being in another state uh, that they drive a little bit slower sometimes um, or that they are absolutely just blowing the doors off. Yep, yep. You know, it's one one of two extremes with, with Michigan drivers. Ohio drivers, I don't know. They're all over the place. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like that. I, I think our roadways suggest that, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've been fortunate over the last mm, decade or so now to get, uh, you know, that third lane in, in both the mm-hmm. northbound and southbound side of I-75. That trip from Toledo to Finley is a lot more pleasurable now. But it still kind of reveals exactly what you're talking about. Yes. You'll have that individual that's driving 60 and in a 70 mile an hour highway. Right. And at the same token, you're going to find that individual from wherever that's just, you know, 85, 90 miles an hour mm-hmm. and get out of my way. I got to go. Right. Know? Right. So. I honestly, most of the time I prefer, I prefer the speed demon Michigan drivers because I can just hang out in the right lane. Yeah, I have to worry Set about it. Set my anything. cruise, just chill, and they're zipping around me. Yeah. That's fine. I get Frankly, to Ohio. that's what I liked about being governed at 65, to yeah. be honest. Especially in a state like Michigan where 
70 miles an hour has been commonplace bef- mm-hmm. there before it was commonplace in Ohio. And so for me, I, I always like that because I was you're always at the back of that. Yeah. Whatever those conflicts are, those, you know, jams and all that stuff, you yep. are, you're on the rear side of it. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. What would you say your greatest fear is? And not only that, but how do you deal with it? Um, I think probably my greatest fear is it's a toss up between spiders and the ocean. Really? Yeah. I don't like either one. Okay. Because there's stuff that can eat you in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that it? I mean, I just, you know, the, the parts of the ocean go so deep, we don't, we can't even explore it because mm-hmm. the, the pressure is so, we don't know what's down there. You're worried about megalodons, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> or you ever seen a giant squid? Yeah, I don't want to see that. Not, or, up, not up close. Anyway. Or the, like, the, the giant terrifying jellyfish mm-hmm. that's like as big as a house right. like no thank you yeah yeah and you can get stung by those they hurt that yeah all hurts yeah i i'm i don't know that i fear the ocean i've just chosen uh, a path that leads me from the ocean exactly you know um i've i'm very respectful of the things that can end my existence mm-hmm. so sharks things like that for me are like okay i don't want to be in that same space exactly. that you are because that's your house not my house mm-hmm. <laughs> so i get that my wife uh i will say is terrified of spiders yeah absolutely terrified of spiders so not that i'm i'm not concerned with that um, but from the standpoint of my wife, I'm the one that's always got to kill them mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they, they, they exist and they do good things too, but you don't want them too close to the house. Nope. I have a, I have a healthy respect for spiders cause I know they, they do good things, you know, they eat the bad bugs and you know, stuff like that. So my rule of thumb is if the spider is there, but it's not in my way and it's not in my house. You'll leave it go. Yeah, it's fine. You're you're fine. Do your thing, spider. But <laughs> as soon as you get like like a lot of times um, where I live in Toledo, it's right off the water, right off of Lake Erie. Yeah. So we get crazy big, weird looking spiders. Oh yeah, because they're hungry. They got you've got all that lake. Um, yeah. That lake snacking with all those bugs and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. There. And so a lot of them they like to make nests on my porch. Okay. And or webs mm-hmm. on my porch and um. You know, if they're up in the corner, out of the way of the You're door, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. You can stay there. But as soon as you come right. close to the door, anywhere in my vicinity where yeah. I'm gonna have to walk, then like, I'm sorry, spider, you're gonna have to go. Yeah, we either. have a, we have a dog, and we we let her out the the, the back of the house, and um, we've got to chain her up and everything. And every time, it, it it doesn't doesn't fail all summer long. There's just mm-hmm. this constant flow of spiders that love to attach themselves right at the light. Yep at the at the back door and so it's it's a constant state of of killing those things and you can spray and you can do all that stuff mm-hmm. but they just keep coming back there's just, they do there are more of them than there are of us I there's think. a lot more <laughs> a lot what's something that people seem to misunderstand about you misunderstand um i guess maybe you know what you said earlier when you were surprised when i said i'm an introvert you know, I get that a lot. And um, just because, you know, I am, you know, I'm friendly, I'm outgoing. I do genuinely enjoy meeting new people and talking sure. to people. But 
at the same time, if I can go, like I said before, if I can go a whole 24 hours without seeing or speaking to another human being, I'm, I'm, you're good with it. That's a good day to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's a weird phenomenon. Right. I, I absolutely am in, in that same camp and I don't know why that is that I can, I, I can do either. Yeah. I can spend, um, I could spend a Saturday, um, just by myself listening to tunes and hanging out mm-hmm. just, just me. Um, whereas for most people, it makes them bonkers. They need to be, yeah, you know, oh yeah, interacting and going into. And I'm just, I'm not wired that way. But at the same time, invite me to a party. Mm-hmm. Um, have you know some some place to go, something to do, some sort of gathering. You, you'll find me at something. Yeah, under normal circumstances. Oh yeah, virtually every weekend. I'm a big big fan of cookouts. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. when grilled food is involved. Yeah, well, food in general is just a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just, exactly. It's just a good plan. That's oh yeah, all there is to that for sure. So, you've got some time. You had mentioned early on uh, several jobs that you had had and different twists and turns that we all end up going through. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give a previous boss? I guess I would say, you know, in the nicest way possible, just. Hey man, we're people. People aren't robots. You know, we have, we get tired, we get cranky, we need to eat, we need to sleep, we need, you know, we can't just keep go, go, go. Right. All the time. Right. You know, it's, it's, you gotta, and you gotta, you know, take into account human error, you know, because, I mean, you said earlier, I'm you were you're sure I've made plenty of mistakes, and like, oh yeah, I have. I in my first week, I <laughs> I um, popped one of my drive tires and totally just wrecked the airbag chambers uh, on my tractor. As it blew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, that was my first week. Yeah, and you know, since then, I've. It's mostly tire related. Mm-hmm. I popped a couple more tires, oh, yeah. and you know, a couple of them have been tra- trailer tires that just blow out, which you know, not really my fault. Right? It's just Still happens. Scary. Oh yeah, it's like a half stick of dynamite. Going oh my off god! When those things blow. I mean, yeah. For for those that haven't driven, don't know what that's like. It's no, it's no more pleasant for the truck driver than it is for the individual that might be close by. Right. It's it is a very scary sounding thing when it happens. Right, and especially with a trailer tire, because it you know you hear the sound, it sounds like a gunshot. Yeah. But you don't feel it because it's you know it's all the way right. back there, and so for the first like few seconds, I'm just looking around like what the heck was that? And then I like see in my mirror shreds of my tire flying into the air. I'm <laughs> yep. like, oh, that yep. makes sense. You're throwing some alligators on the road. Yep. Oh yeah, road gators. <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, I can say you know you think about the the errors in judgment or the things that you've done. Um, out on the road because we all make some sort of weird quirky mistake you know the first the first time that you aren't properly coupled and if you're if you're following your procedures you're still safe mm-hmm. um, uh, the first time but I, the only time I've ever high hooked a trailer where you, you take the fifth wheel underneath the, the mm-hmm. kingpin on the trailer Ugh. I haven't done that yet but um, yeah, well and hopefully you don't it's one of those not. things if you're getting out and looking it doesn't happen right um, but you know in the middle of the night you know bad judgment call to just hurry up and get it done and then you realize what happens and then having to get yourself out of that situation mm-hmm. on your own um, you know that's if you kind of are and making your own challenges you know you're, mm-hmm. you're making your own life difficult at that point 
So, yeah, all those types of things. We all go through our own little weirdness out mm-hmm. there on the road that, you know, the decisions you make or, or don't make, you know, can end up coming back to bite you and haunt you. What would you say at this point, uh, didn't I ask you that I really should have asked you? I don't know. I guess uh, the only thing I want to add is, you know, as someone who's new to the truck driving world, you know, my advice to anyone else who is is also new or anyone who's thinking about getting into the industry, um, like I said before, definitely do it. It's a great decision. Probably, probably the best decision, you know, career-wise or really in general that I've made in my life. Awesome. It, yeah. What a great <laughs> testimony for somebody early on. Oh, I mean, yeah. You, you usually figure this stuff out in the first 90 days, whether or not this is going to work or it isn't going to work. And oh, I, most I, don't make it 90 days when it doesn't work. Right, you know? right. Uh, it becomes very apparent. I, I think I probably have told the story before, but uh, my first week into training, by Thursday of that week, I was calling my wife and saying, okay, look, I'm going to have to find something else to do. I, I can't do this. And I ended up being out on the road for four years. So mm-hmm. obviously you can do it, but you got to you gotta stick with it. And, yep. and um, you know, know kind of the goals of what you're trying to achieve when you, when you make the decision to drive a truck. Mm-hmm. I cannot, in good conscience, let you out of here today without knowing a little bit more about the name. I absolutely love the name. We're both, I think, identified ourselves as Star Wars folk. Uh-huh. Um, I'm probably a little bit more old school. My my first experience was my parents taking me to see um, Star Wars maybe on its second run. I was oh, probably cool. five or six years old, so I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Terrified at that age of uh, Darth Vader as one of the most yep. terrifying creatures that I had ever seen in my life, but I had to couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next mm-hmm. and the gut-wrenching ending to uh, empire strikes back where i'm like i can't believe they just ended this movie without an ending and yeah again as a child having to wait for that next that next installment to be able right. to find out what what happens in the story so um for me and i'll preface all of this this conversation by saying that for me What's amazing is is that this is a storyline that has actually touched, and I've witnessed, I've been able to be a part of it. It's touched three generations in my mm-hmm. family, my own personal family, because the next round came in the mid-90s, and I was able to take all of my boys. I have four boys. All of them went to the theater to go see cool. the Star Wars the trilogy, the first, I guess, the one through three. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then as kind of the topper for all of this, to be able to take, um, I didn't get to see all of them with, with my grandchildren, but um, one of my one of my grandchildren and actually my mom. Oh, cool. So I took her to the very last installment of the, the, the Skywalker series yeah, of, yeah. Of, of the Star Wars movies. And so it's almost, for me, it was very um, full circle. Mm-hmm. And I know for those that don't get it or don't understand Star Wars and, and what that implies to, you know, uh, a whole generation and generations of people now, um, that's it's, it is that moving. It is that touching for those of oh, us yeah. that really enjoy the series. So uh, I want I don't want to take anything away from from the name, first of all. But tell me tell me about that. I have to know. Um, well, you know, um, Ren Solo is not my birth name. I uh, changed it myself. What? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think it is, and okay. they'll make the joke, like, oh, is your dad's name Han? And I like to mess with people sometimes. I'll be like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> you just kind of have to figure out the timeline real quick to understand right. that there's no way possible that your parents named you Red Solo. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. 
Um, but no, I was actually, I was going by Wren um, for a long time. Um, since since my uh, couple semesters at Bowling Green. Okay. And um, it was actually when I was working this one job at um, Chipotle when the first movie of the, the newest trilogy came out and okay. introduced Kylo Ren, yeah. who was also Ben Solo. Yeah. And so that's when people... You know, Spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, if anybody, I don't think so. I mean, point. if you haven't seen it by now, that's yeah. your fault. You, like, you, well, you, you just don't care if you. Yeah, seen exactly. It. You're exactly. But uh, anyway, so some of my coworkers were just like, "Oh, your name's Ren, and his name is Ben, and he's Ben Solo. Ren Solo. That's cool." And I'm just like, you know what? That is that is cool. It's very cool. That sounds really cool. And I had been thinking about changing my name for several years. Okay. At this point. And then I just kind of was just like, you know what? That sounds really cool. Uh, let's do it. So what's that process? I'm, I'm interested about that. What's the process of how do you get your name changed? Um, It's really not as hard as like I thought it was going to be. Okay. It was actually a really easy process. All I had to do was go to the Lucas County Courthouse. Um, I don't exactly remember what department it was. Mm-hmm. But just had to go there, fill out some forms. Um, and then I was supposed to go to this, like, hearing in front of a judge. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, it's from what I heard, it's kind of just, like, it's not really a big, big deal. It's just something. That's money just, grab? <laughs> yeah, money grab, yeah. and it's just part of the process. You know, the only reason a judge would ever say no, like, maybe if I was, like, a convicted felon. Okay. You know, and right. changing my name would be... Me, be me trying to like get out of whatever charges I had. Sure. I don't know. Um, but I actually ended up forgetting about my hearing and I missed it. Ugh. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not changing my name. And like two weeks later, I got a letter in the mail that was my paperwork saying okay. that my name Done has deal. been legally changed. So I didn't even have to go to this hearing. Wow. Um, so for anybody who's going to change their name, Please go to your hearing. Yeah. Because I don't know if I just got lucky that that judge was just like, oh, whatever. And they just passed it through. You're right. Go. So please go. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. forget about it. Write it down. Yeah, but that's, it does sound like a pretty simple process to do that. Yeah. The hardest part was um, going to, like, the bank, the DMV, my car insurance, um, all that stuff. Not that it was hard. It was just time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of that. Because you're keeping the rest of your identities the same. same Yeah, like same social license, security number. Social same, security, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you just got to make those adjustments. That's really interesting. I appreciate you sharing that with me. So coming back to the, the Star Wars world, where where's your uh, your favorite timeline? Where's your favorite series, set of series? Do um, you have a favorite? Well, I definitely, I mean, I grew up watching the, you know, original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they, I took you know Ren Solo as my name. Or Han Solo is definitely he's the coolest. Oh yeah, he's definitely up there on my favorite characters. But my my all time favorite is uh, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. To the point where um, in high school we during Spirit Week we had this day where they was dress up as a prince or a princess. Okay. And so good call. Yeah. So you know all my other all my classmates are coming in like tuxes and these like 
um, you know, prom dresses mm-hmm. with tiaras on. So what did young Ren do? Young Ren showed up dressed as Princess Leia. Nice. And did that come complete with a laser gun then? No, unfortunately, I actually brought with me this Nerf gun that I had, but then they took it away from me because yeah. you know, you're in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. But it still it was awesome. You know, every class I walked into that day, my teachers just laughed and were just like, it's amazing. And It, it counts. I, th- I think I saw when Disney took over mm-hmm. um, that uh, this line of princesses, you know, all the all the Disney princesses, and then the last one in that line was Princess Leia. Yep, hilarious to me that it's like she's yeah, a Disney well, princess now. She qualifies. Yeah. She's she's in that realm for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and she was just, um, you know, just growing up. She was just a big role model. Um, you know, because she's she's sassy, mm-hmm. she's strong, mm-hmm. she doesn't take any of Darth Vader's crap. Right, like she no she fear, just, yeah, no, no fear. fear at all. And she's dedicated to her people. Yeah, and just and actually, um, the actress Carrie Fisher, who unfortunately is no longer with us, um, she's actually my number one like personal hero. Okay, you know she. Well, she's had a lot in her own life that she's overcome. Oh yeah, you know, she went through sex addiction. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things that she's had to overcome, but she was always super transparent and oh yeah, very honest about all that stuff. Which to me, that's extremely admirable when you can say, "Hey, guess what? I'm human too." And mm-hmm. yeah, I've made a lot of money, but I've made a lot of mistakes yep. along the way. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. You know, she went through so much and. Um, you know, just she just overcame and rose up, and you know was, like you said, very transparent and yeah. telling her story and sharing it with the world and saying, "Hey, I've I've had these struggles too." You know, one of my favorite things about Carrie Fisher is her ability to appear in movies where you wouldn't expect her to. Yeah, be. yeah. You know, she showed up in a lot of a lot of cameo appearances throughout mm-hmm. different different movies. The first one, probably the one that surprised me the most was the Austin Powers series. And I don't know if you've ever seen those oh, yeah. movies. She's the, the therapist in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the first one. And it just absolutely slayed me that they had her in that, you know, just for that little segment. And just those little pop-ups I always mm-hmm. appreciated about her. She's probably smart enough to to do the quick money grab and move mm-hmm. on, right? Mm-hmm. So she could get back to doing some living. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she even actually popped up in uh, one of my favorite TV shows, um, 30 Rock. Yeah. She yep. was in that for like an episode. Mm-hmm. and You got to love it. Yeah. You got to love it. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time with me today, Ren. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for another edition of Beyond the Cab. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 